our intro story. Normally we go with something a bit silly, a bit wacky, or a bit grotesque. But for this one, we go for something a little bit more uplifting to help us help everyone out with their uh, next week into 2021 back with the show. Come on, Lockie. I've got, to, I've got to do something to cure your cynicism at some point. This article comes no, out... No, I like my cynicism. Jesus. Cinnamonicism. Soliloquism. Soliloquy? Yes. It's a soliloquism. This article is written by S- Steve Watts. Ghost of Tsushima is known for its picturesque landscapes, but now the community has pitched in to help make the real world a little more picturesque as well. Fans have helped to raise money to rebuild a shrine on the actual island of Tsushima that was damaged during a recent typhoon. A crowdfunding page for the Watatsumi Shrine in Tsushima started in November to to repair the shrine, which concluded a week ago with $260,000 far above the $47,500 goal. A priest at the shrine, Yuchi Hirayama, noted that the involvement of the game community in a a thank you note on the crowdfunding page. The shrine plans to engrave the names of supporters on a stone monument. We have received a great deal of support from the players of Ghost of Tsushima games set in Tsushima, and I feel that it is God's guidance, Hirayama wrote. I am very grateful for the support of so many people during a cramped life due to the coronavirus and the challenging economic situation okay so look it's not great for comedy purposes this story of course but hey we're all, we're pretty negative on this show we was you know the, the game industry gets up to a lot of shit and we make sure we talk about it it's nice to hear a story in games where people are doing some good Anthony, that that was delivered. I'm this, good. Uh, uplifting story there, man. Yeah, I was gonna say that if if you read that to me, I would have fallen asleep. I was that was a very <laughs> nice message. <laughs> no, I think it's good. They almost got what's that five times the amount they were looking for for that. Oh, so it just yep. goes to show how much like passion there is in the games community still, regardless of all the console wars and that type of stuff. Mm, hundred mm. percent console exclusive. We don't give a fuck. <laughs> if saying that, it probably was just Sony people donating. We don't know. I don't know. I'm just assuming here. But <laughs> if there goes to Tsushima fans, Lockie, mm. how are you going to ruin this for us? How uh, are you going to turn this into a negative and, and, and just make us all feel uh, like shit? No. I lo- <laughs> they should have raised I, even more. <laughs> no. I, I, have, I have a soft spot for Japan. I was a weeaboo when I was a kid. I, you know, I did the language. I went to the country. I love it. And the great thing about Japan particularly is that they have such a rich history and they seem to really value mm. it. Like, they 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 get earthquakes every other bloody week over there, so half of the country gets decimated, <laughs> yeah. you know, at the drop of a hat. Um, so half yeah. of the time they're just restoring old sites. So the fact, you know, the fact that they're able to pitch in and, and it's coming from a place of love from the gaming community, that's good. It's a lot mm. better than Gamergate. I'll, I'll give it that. <laughs> It's just interesting how they brought so many people like corralled around around one thing. Yeah, it's just, it's just like it doesn't happen that much in the gaming community. Yeah. Everyone's just so negative and toxic all the time. That's what I found. There's so many shrines uh, from the island of Tsushima that are actually in the game. This shrine wasn't actually in the game at all, but they were still down to dig deep into their pockets and help out. I love it. I love it. You know what I love awesome. more is that I did it. I bloody did it. Lockie, you had nothing bad to say about this story. I've already won 2021. It's only a second mean, week back. I mean, I'm not a fucking monster. Yeah. Like, you know, there is a difference. <laughs> 
you know, there is a difference between being cynical. Like, we're not talking about shitty business practices or anything here. We're just talking about people pitching together to yeah, do yeah, something yeah. good. I mean, like, you know, I'm not that fucking terrible. Hello and welcome to News to Reviews, your place to be for gaming news stories and also your place to be for impressions on the latest games coming out each and every week. My name is Zach and I am here once again with my awesome co-host who isn't a cynic. That's right. Lucky. That, no, no, it's going to do a thing. Fuck you. So I am. Oh I'm not shit! The, well, I, I take I'm, it all back. You're yeah, not I'm. Actually. I'm not the ghost of Tsushima. I am the ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> <laughs> that works. Oh, oh, I, I don't know, know man. That, that was probably one of your least creative ones yet. You, yeah, well, you've done far better before. Nothing. Nothing I do is creative. I do it. I do it on the fly in the moment. I. Yeah. The, the world does not run deep here. Man, when Ghost of Tsushima came out, we were calling it so many names like Ghost of Tsushima, Ghost of Sushi, Ghost oh, of Salami, yeah. something. Like that. yeah. oh, That's right. And on our show, we gave it the game of the year, Tsushima. So, you know, it's. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's enough nice. from you, Ghost of Tsushima. I want to <laughs> yeah. hear from the person that we've got to join us this week on the show. One of the awesome peeps from over at the Beta Network. I'm super pumped. To say we have Anthony. How hello. you doing, mate? Hello, everyone. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Um, hello. Now, um, uh, yes, I'm from the Beta Network, just like Zach said. Um, yeah, we pr- we do some similar things to you guys. Do some podcasts, but our main thing is definitely uh, our YouTube channel and our website where we publish all our articles. That is uh, thebetanetwork.net, uh, and you can find our videos at YouTube.com/slash/thebetanetwork. Um, oh, yes. I know. Get I amongst love- it. I'm a fan. I'm a big fan. <laughs> yeah, you tell me. You tell me. I really appreciate it. <laughs> um, but yeah, we just we just have so, so much fun because like we try to review games as soon as they come out. We're getting a, a few review codes too, which is really cool. So it was funny because I only because I bought Hitman, and that was the last game I haven't bought. I, c- I can't remember the last time I bought a game because <laughs> we've just been getting so many review codes. So it's kind of good in, in the same way. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I should contribute to the gaming scene because I'm, so, so, I'm such a big part of it. I might as well just add some part. No, I'm not a big part of it, but <laughs> hopefully I will be one day. <laughs> no, I can't see anyone ever being willing to give us codes at any point with some of the. Oh, we, <laughs> we talk shit. We talk shit show. about the business correct nonstop. We really. We're really not setting ourselves up to be able to to get get the benefits of that, <laughs> um, and we are far yeah. too critical. No, uh, <laughs> We're going on about. It's like I hate you, but could you please give me some codes? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, we'll take the code. We'll, we'll we'll gladly take the codes, but we will not. Um, we will shit on you if those codes are bad. We will insult you for being generous enough to give us a code. Going, hey, out of the goodness of our hearts, we, we really like your show. We want you to rate our game. And we're like, yeah, no, your show, your show, your game's fucking shit. Your game's shit. Where's the story? You didn't finish the goddamn story. <laughs> well, now, now I don't need to come up with an email to send developers. I can just clip this part of the audio here and just send <laughs> send that over to them. That'll be... Well, look yeah, how genuine away. we are. <laughs> I thought of a better name. I'm the co-host of yeah. Tsushima. 
<laughs> there we go. There we <laughs> nice, go. Nice, nice. There we it's go. It's actually pretty good. Yeah. Nice. Seamless. Seamless. Actually, what did you say? If you missed it. <laughs> <laughs> the co-host of Tsushima? Ah, yeah. Yeah. far better. I yeah. love it. I Thank love you. it. The Thank old you. one never happened. I also loved you guys taking the um, the snapshots of the game. But you guys should be some photographers or something. That's crazy. <laughs> hey, hey, Lockie can't take credit for... Sorry, no, co-host yeah. of Tsushima yeah. can't take credit for that. That was all me. <laughs> no, I don't... I all don't, me. Thank sorry, yeah. Lockie. Thank no, that's fine. I've never had a PS4. The one time I get a PS4 from Zach, he fucking keeps the Ghost of Tsushima game on him. Just in case he decides he wants to play it again. <laughs> greedy fuck. I've, I play Legend sometimes, okay? Y- you're a greedy fuck. That's what you are. <laughs> you, you, you made you made me you made me bow down and let you give Ghost of Tsushima game of the year, and I still can't play it. <laughs> okay, well, look, if you want to check out all these screenshots and and the stuff we do, you can follow News to Reviews on all these socials: Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, and you can send your feedback to News to Reviews Podcast at gmail dot com. But with that being said, let's get cracking with the gaming news. <laughs> Our first story comes out of PC Mag and was written by Matthew Humphreys. In July last year, Microsoft stopped selling 12-month Xbox Live Gold subscriptions. I believe they still were, were selling it in Australia, uh, but yeah, not, not o- over in the US. Yep. Uh, now the price of all remaining subscriptions options is increasing. Posting on Xbox Wire, the Xbox Live Gold team explains how the price of gold hasn't increased for years in many markets, but that changes today. However, there's, a, there's good news for existing subscribers of 6-month and 12-month subscriptions. The price isn't changing for you, and you can renew your membership at the current price. For new subscribers or those of you using the shorter subscription terms, a 1-month subscription is now $10.99, a 3-month subscription is $29.99, and a 6-month subscription is now $59.99. Microsoft is sending an email and message center notification to existing gold members about the price change so it's clear what's happening, but it's also promising to not increase the price until 45 days after the message has been received. And as you could imagine, this did not go down well with Microsoft fans, so there's a big update to the story. When Microsoft announced the Xbox Live Gold subscription, prices were set to increase earlier in the week. The news was met with a lot of criticism and anger. Microsoft was listening and in a surprise move has decided to cancel the price hike as well as remove the need for a gold subscription for free-to-play games. A new statement posted on yesterday's Xbox Wire post explains, We messed up today and you were right to let us know. Connecting and playing with friends is a vital part of gaming and we failed to meet the expectations of players who count on it every day. As a result, we have decided not to change the Xbox Live gold. Is this a fucking so, yeah, joke, if you're Zach? A, a Microsoft fan. I guess what? it was a little bit of a roller coaster for you. Yeah, this week. I'm. I'm so. I'm so confused. A- Anthony, has, has this affected you at all? This this price change subscription? Are, are you a Microsoft uh, person? Not gonna lie, I've never owned a Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not gonna lie. This seems to be a massive. Massive heel turn for Microsoft. <laughs> just, just yeah, straight so. up. We're sorry. We're adding, We're gonna. We're not only gonna remove that. We're gonna make free to play normal. <laughs> we're going in reverse. We're just yeah. fuck it. I think that was fantastic. Yeah. It's oh, funny man. to like you know Sony and and uh, I'm pretty sure Nintendo does this as well. You don't need an online subscription to play free to play games online. So nah. they're kind of doing what Sony's already doing anyway. 
But yeah, like I guess my my you know tinfoil hat theory is this was their kind of way to try and push more people onto like the Game Pass Ultimate subscription. Yep. Mm. Um, you oh, know, yeah. Get, sure. get get them all onto that, and and yeah, but it seems like they that kind of backfired big time. <laughs> like even though it's only it's only a dollar, but in this time during coronavirus where people are using multiplayer games to connect with one another, it's a bit of a slap in the face because a lot of people don't exactly have. Mm the spare change to to be able to fork out though it is just a dollar it's true it's true i i will admit the um the games pass is that what it's called it is a quite yeah it is quite a good service like they got so many games on offer and it's such a cheap price but obviously like you were saying some people may, may still not not be able to afford it because like it, uh, there is a lot going on during this coronavirus period yeah 100 oh man play, play, that's something that sony needs to learn from microsoft their playstation now we need it in Australia, and we need it to be as good as what Game Pass is. Because yeah, right now that's that's the main thing I'm jealous of with uh, Microsoft users for sure. Uh, no, <laughs> co-host of Sushima is your name. <laughs> oh me, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> How are you feeling about this? Um, it's funny. It's funny between all of us. I'm the only one that actually has has had Xboxes and shit, and had Xbox Gold, and I had X and I had Game Pass for a little while. Um, I gave up on. I, I started getting sick of the console stuff a couple of years back, and part of the reason why was the ongoing subscription service around those things. So I found. I found that the games that they kept putting up there for say uh, for free and stuff were really shit with the Xbox Gold, but they have apparently improved okay. improved a lot over time, um, especially in recent years. So you know, there's something to it, and the tricky part there is it is the only way that you can play multiplayer. So I understand people mm. being frustrated with them increasing the prices, but it, like the the price increase is pretty negligible, and it's only for new people coming on board. So yeah, I mean, yeah. I. Mm. I, I don't know. It's it, it it is an interesting business move in the sense that with those price increases, they kind of want people. They want new people to come into the console. They already have their existing fan base. They already tried pre-ordering the Xbox, whatever the next generation Xbox is. I can't keep track mm. for Christmas. So there's there's a big there's a big reservation <laughs> Series list X there. And S, yep. What's it yeah, called now? <laughs> exactly. Like uh, I, how, how, I can't keep fucking track. I'm so. I'm so lost. I'm 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 getting I'm getting old. I think it's the issue here. I'm not even that old. I'm just burnt out on the fucking console. Yeah. I just love how they how they do they increase it by the tiniest amount, a couple of dollars, and it doesn't even impact the gamers that are all pissed off because they get it for free. It is interesting that there actually is a subscription for PlayStation, but it's only exclusive to America and other certain reason, regions. Mm. It's called PS Now or something. Mm. Um and it's odd. You think they would have something like that here just to compete with Xbox, but clearly they just do not care. Oh, they, um, they need they need to. They need to. And I've even seen, I remember on the PS4, there was this weird thing where for some reason a window popped up in the PlayStation store that said PlayStation Now, and then you click on it and nothing happens. Mm. And I don't know if they were like testing it in Australia or something like that. But the one good news or possible good news, I think, out of this is hopefully Sony's going to see this and they're going to like learn the lesson from Microsoft and avoid up- jacking up the prices of their <laughs> online <laughs> subscription and as they're well gonna too. Learn- so for I me never- being a Sony pony, I hope that's a lesson. I know, but what, I- what is the lesson here that just whenever people get the shits about the tiniest price increase, you just go, you just bend over backwards and give them e- completely everything they want. You know, they, they get, uh, uh, fuck it. 
it. Let's just give you all of the Xboxes for free now in the future. You want an Xbox? <laughs> Sign on the newsletter. It doesn't matter. Like, you know, they can't keep doing that forever. They have to make money out of it somehow. It's their goal, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's true, it's true. Business. Something that Sony can't keep doing forever is withdrawing release dates for their upcoming <laughs> games. This article was they can written and they by will. Maharul Alam Chowdhury <laughs> and comes out, comes out of GameRiv. During Sony's CES 2021 presentation, President and CEO Jim Ryan gave a presentation talking about the release of PlayStation 5 and its games were released on it. At the end of the video, a highlight reel plays showing off gameplays of some released games and some unreleased ones such as Returnal. Finally, in the end, we see a list of some exclusive games along with their release windows. These are Project Athia, January 2022, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, 2021, Horizon Forbidden West, 2021, Returnal, March 2021, Kena, March 2021, Solar Ash, June 2021, Stray, October 2021, and Ghostwire Tokyo, October 2021 Hmm. but it seems like the list was given away by accident as they quickly updated the video to remove mentions of the release window of these ps5 exclusives hence right now only the mention of ratchet and clank and horizon forbidden west remain (laughs) (laughs) oh god so sony had their own boo-boo they they fucked up as well (laughs) they're like we don't know if these games are coming out around this time we better get rid of this stuff and you know i get it, it makes sense you know coronavirus we, we spoke about on the show last week that we're probably going to see even more delays this year than what we saw last year due to coronavirus because a lot of the games that were you know in their final stages last year were only affected by coronavirus for the last six to eight months and mm. we still saw delays because of that so it's probably only going to get worse from here on out unfortunately uh, even on like a completely unrelated topic the james bond movie no no time to die it's supposed to yeah. come out in April 2020. Now it's coming out yeah. in October 2021. So, yeah. obviously, a year and a half. Yeah. D- Crazy. Dang. I know that Billy Eilish song has just been rotting this entire time. It's just, just waiting to <laughs> <Yeah>. go. <laughs> it's a good song, too. I really come like on, it. I need my yeah. chits. I know. I want to see, yeah. see it purely because of the song. I'm like, oh, shit, that song's really good. <sighs> yeah, it's actually a really good song. Yeah. I'm not the biggest Billie Eilish fan too, but that song is actually quite good. It's got like that old school James Bond kind of theme going on. Mm. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Zach couldn't give two You're fucks. Moving, moving on. <laughs> co-host of Tsushima. Yeah, so you have nothing to say on this co-host of Tsushima. You, you don't give two shits about any of this. No, I, 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 I can't even remember what we're talking about. I, all I can think of is James Bond. Oh, <laughs> wow. I do, I do find it interesting that um, that Ratchet and Clank has moved because that I was actually kind of looking forward to that. But at the same mm. time, I remember I was telling you on, on Messenger Zach that I don't have a PS5 and it wasn't because it's got to do with delays. It's got to do with the fact that I remember I bought it when I first bought my PS4, I got a white, you know, the white console. Mm. And then like every time I was playing, my eyes kept looking towards it and like looking towards <laughs> it. It's just such like an eyesore to me. <laughs> so I want like a navy blue one or a black one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. And a PS5 is definitely not going to suit suit your uh, your nah, aesthetic then, because It looks man, like it's a spaceship they stand out on my like table. dog's balls. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. They, 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 they command all the attention in the room, that's yeah. for sure. You can, you can see it in the background here next to my TV. Like, <laughs> oh, my yeah, TV's like, you know, around. like over 50 inches and this thing's like already up half the height of 
of the, my screen, including the stand. It's just fucking ridiculous. I remember the first like three weeks when I got it, I just look at it and just start laughing. It's just so fucking big. What is this router doing next that... to my TV? Oh, it's just ridiculous, ridiculous. Oh, look, yeah, I, I got to say, like, I, I hope that these are at least semi-accurate because we need some games to come out this year. Yeah, it's, uh, it's true. It's, it's looking pretty bare and, uh, like, even with, like, the, these possibly coming out, um, Returnal sounds like it's probably going to be March, but I'm guessing if they took that off the video, then maybe they're worried about a delay for that one as well, too. So I guess, yeah, it's a big wait and see. And for this next one... <laughs> Now, Anthony, did you watch the Resident Evil Village event? Yeah, yeah, I did actually. Oh, which thank part God, are you talking about I in didn't. particular? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we get these awesome guests on to pick up the slack to do the work. <laughs> and I couldn't be bothered because yeah, no, I haven't seen this shit. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm not a, I'm, I'm, I'm too, too much of a scaredy cat for Resident Evil, right? So I, I knew I'm. I'm, I'm most likely not going to be picking up this game so the thought of watching like a 40 to 50 minute event on one game was like nah <laughs> so i just watched the gameplay demo and 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 whatnot but um i don't know out of that event was there anything that uh, that stood out to you at all oh that's a good question see i'm a massive resident evil fan mm. nice uh, i i've got a copy of resident evil 2 hd sitting like right over there i can't reach it but <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's definitely one of my favorite games but for this one's though they kind of have a different feel like just Going from six to seven, like six was that classic Resident Evil, even though no one liked it, got critically pl- critically panned, didn't sell that much. I'm oh, mm. sorry, it did sell much, but like people were returning it like en masse. But mm-hmm. when it came to seven, it kind of had a more, I'd say a more like an Outlast kind of vibe, if you guys have played that game before. Um, yes, briefly, this- and I was too scared to finish. <laughs> <laughs> it is, they are, they are pretty intense, those games. Like of all the games to play like, that are horror, yeah. to choose the most intense one. <laughs> Yeah, I felt the same way but- about Valhalla. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those bugs were terrifying. Yeah, terrifying. It-, it got really buggy and shitty towards the end. <laughs> Did you enjoy Resi 7, Anthony? Yeah, it was quite good. Like, anything to do with Resident Evil, I'm always going to enjoy. Maybe not the movie no. so much, but mm. what I have noticed with Resident Evil 8 Village, specifically, is it's going mm. back to the original, um, that kind of Spencer Mansion, the vibe kind of thing. Mm. Whereas the last, the 7 was in, like, the-, the Baker House, so it was more just kind of like Texas Chainsaw massacre something along those lines but this mm. one seems to be going back to that like ominous kind of like very claustrophobic hopefully the the wolf will jump out of the window at some point so that would be quite interesting um <laughs> and there's already a lot of memes going on about this game saying you know because this is lady that pops up i know if you, oh, i don't know shit. if you guys have seen that that movie yes. called hocus pocus like, yeah hocus i watched movie. the gameplay trailer yeah <laughs> they'll just meet me and say oh no could you just rip this from the movie this is disney <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so, yeah. If you're uh, if if you're concerned that your Resident Evil is not going to have absolutely stacked ladies in there, d- don't worry about it. Because yeah, all all these ladies have am- ample bosoms. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you can always rely on Japanese developers to give us the goods in that department. <laughs> yeah, because I remember even with um, because I'm a big fan of Devil May Cry as well, which is just, like which was originally oh. a spin-off of Resident Evil Four. What they did for Devil May Cry 5 is they got, like, face models. They got actual, mm. like, models to come in and they shot them and stuff. Like, this legit, like, runway model kind of things. So they got, like, the most, like, prettiest people they could and just slapped them on their game kind of. Like, oh, yeah, that guy kind of looks like Nero. Oh, yeah, that guy looks like Dante. Just mm. bring him in and we'll kind of morph his face a little bit. Kind of yeah. But he is a model at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, I think one of the things that our listeners would want to know from this event is the release date, which it's meant to be coming out May 7th, 2021. So, yeah, I guess you must be pretty excited, Anthony. No, you're not going to have to wait too long. It's only a few short months away before you're going to get your hands on this one. But they did give us a little bit of a taste. There is a free demo uh, named Maiden, I believe. Yep. Uh, so, have you given that a try yet? No. Nah, see, the th- thing with Resident Evil, I do not like to play demos or anything like that. I just okay. like to go in fresh-faced okay. and just see how it is. Because mm. the thing with me with Resident Evil, it's always scary the first time you play it. It's super scary, especially in Resident Evil 2, the, the police station. That's probably one of the, like, top, I'll say top horror scenes in, like, any type of game I've ever played. Um, but if you try and get like a demo and you play it first and you come back to it when the full release comes out, it's not the same. It's the same as when like you finish the game and then you go back and you can like, you know, access the rocket launcher and the machine gun. And you just break the game basically, you just run through and you're invincible basically. It's mm. a completely different experience the second time around. Oh, nice. Well, look, I'm going to shock everybody by announcing that I did play the demo. Uh, so prepare yourself for some brief impressions. Now, I'll keep it spoiler free. I won't spoil, any- spoil anything for you, but... Holy shit, was it scary? <laughs> I was terrified. Wait, did you man. play in VR? Like, oh, no, I didn't do okay, VR. Did I, do I don't have it's a PSVR, but yep. even if I did, there's no fucking way <laughs> that I would ever do that. I would never. It, the amount of stress that I went through just playing this without VR, you know what I mean? Yeah. Even with the light on, I was like, like literally, like hyperventilating while I'm playing it. Just like the whole time, going, "Come on, just jump out at me. Just do it now. Yeah. Get it over with. Like, like, what's up this pain? <laughs> did you get those bad scare sweats? sweating from every crevice uh yeah and i I explored every crevice of that demo and look it it, uh it's it's very short so it is just like a very brief experience so don't go in there expecting too much out of the demo but wow if you have a ps5 i recommend giving it a crack because holy shit does it look amazing i'm just looking at the footage right now It's insane, like it's the ray tracing with the with the like the polished timber and stuff inside that yeah. that mansion. It looks incredible. <laughs> so at at the very least, it's going to be an absolute stellar title in the visual department. It looks like it's running at like sixty FPS as well, which is yeah. insane. You can see the individual beads of sweat glistening off the witch's tits. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that ray tracing there. <laughs> that ray tracing damn we've come a long way yeah. now the only issue for me with this demo is i got totally lost uh towards the end of it and had no clue how i was supposed to progress yep. and i think that a lot of that was just due to me being a resident evil noob because part of the puzzle is having to figure that stuff out and examine items and stuff like that yeah oh dude the same the exact same thing happened to me even though i played the original resident evil 2 when i played the remake there was just one object i couldn't find and you're just kind of tearing your hair out going yeah. where is it but the thing with that though like i know people will say oh don't use guides for games you know keep it pure don't consult anything but if there's one thing that's stopping you from having Having fun, you might as well just hmm. go and check it out. You know what I mean? If, you, if you're going to get work, you're going to tr- spend two hours on something that should have taken you five minutes. It's like, is that kind of destroying the experience a little bit? Yeah, oh, a hundred percent, and that's exactly what I did. And it, it literally just told me like the, this thing that I never ever—it was just to examine the item and like do something to it. Uh, and I, because I never played Resident Evil before, yeah, I didn't yep. even know that you could do that. So I was yep. like, well, I never in a million years would have figured that out. Yeah, it's like so press I'm this very small button. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and I, I look, I platinum games, and like, yeah, you use a guide when it comes to finding those collectibles you can't find because yeah. you you'll spend the rest of your life trying to find them. Yeah. 
those things. Mm. It's, it's, it's yeah. 99.9%. You're like, where's that little flag I need to pick up? So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No fun. We play video games to have fun here, ladies and gentlemen. And speaking of having fun, it's time to move from our big, fat, juicy stories to our quicker stories for the week and uh big ant studios people may know them as the developers behind like the the cricket australian cricket games and the rugby league live games they've just been purchased by a french publisher nacons for 54.8 million dollars now I, I brought this up i don't play any of these games but <laughs> these rugby league live games sell like crazy i i work i work at a retail store yeah. what sells games and we are consistently selling rugby league live all the bloody time. It it, it, it does bloody sell. So Wait, what's the, what's the demographic? <laughs> Westies. <laughs> people, that's that's about it. People who like NRL, yeah. I guess. Oh, no, I'm just geez. curious because it's like, yeah. who, who plays these guys? I'm curious. Yeah. From what I've seen of these games, they're like you know they're they're quite low budget games because yeah. they're kind of janky and whatnot. But, but people have a lot of fun playing them, and there's there's no denying they are fun. Lockie, are you excited to know that uh, Big Ant Studios may be able to pump out some some even better titles in the future now they've got this funding from Nacon? No, I'm just thinking about Capcom. <laughs> I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking about Capcom releasing um, the Super Ghouls and Ghosts. No, is it Ghosts and, Ghosts and Ghouls or Ghouls and Goblins? Ghouls and Goblins, Super Ghouls and Goblins. They're doing a big remake thing, and that's coming out hopefully this year. So that's what I'm really holding out for, Zach. <laughs> okay. Are you just like sitting there Googling right now and just not even listening at all? I, I mean, like, like two well, stories. well, kind of a little bit. Because, <laughs> <laughs> well, because like, you know, I, I'm, I'm not even into NRL, IRL, you know, f- what the fuck? Do I fucking care? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is exactly the reaction I was hoping for, 100%. <laughs> Our next story... Is uh this is a one for me so uh, like like ghouls and ghosts I I hadn't heard about this game but it was announced all the way back in 2018 it's a game called Atomic Heart and it's by a developer named Mundfish and they're a Russian developer okay um I watched the a, a recent gameplay trailer for it it looks bloody ridiculous like the 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 visuals are just absolutely insane I've no idea what's happening because it's all in Russian. Um, but, but yeah, it's 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 one of those ones that I, I'd never heard of before. So I thought I'd, I'd draw everyone's attention to it. Check out the the gameplay trailer for Atomic Heart. It looks like it might be a bit of a like Bioshock ish first person kind of experience because you're playing around with powers as well as weapons. Mm, um, political but a powers. A bit more survival horror kind of a thing. Sorry. Political powers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're just—they're going in. That you go in there, basically uh, uh, making everyone communist. Um, funnily enough, actually, the story is heavily about communism. But like, oh, oh, okay. Like, well, uh, it's some it, type of expressionist it, thing. Or something. Yeah, yeah like, I, I wasn't fucking expecting very... that from a Russian-funded game. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah, but like. In the negative, like the whole thing is you're fighting oh. against things from back in the the Soviet era that are dangerous and blah, blah, blah. Oh, you're damn. like an ex. Uh, I forget the name of what their secret agent agency is, but an ex one of those guys <laughs> you're playing as basically. So uh, KGB is it ex KGB? KGB is the yeah. one. How did I forget? Yeah. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> 
Yeah, what, watch Archer. <laughs> it's Jesus. one of those ones I'm curious. Like, is anything where there's a ton of... And this looks like it would have to have had millions upon millions of dollars poured into it, just mm. based on the, purely on the visuals alone. Yeah. Anything with that kind of funding over there is usually connected to some kind of oligarch or, or you know, like government agency or something like that. So I'm very curious to see if it's just going to end up being some kind of just straight up um, uh, just propaganda or something like that. Who knows? But... Yeah, everyone, check out Atomic Heart. It's a fucking big old question mark. With that said, I gotta, I love that Vladimir Putin propaganda song, the one where, uh, where they sing like, <laughs> "Oh, he's he's not like the other guys. He won't beat you." Um, like, <laughs> it's, it's it's. I'm not making this shit up. They that that's what the no, song. No, yeah, that's the lyrics in the song. I yeah. mean. <laughs> it was like I heard it on last week tonight with John Oliver. And yeah, it's like a legit pop song, state-funded pop song. It's, oh, it, it's been it's around good. for years. It's so funny. <laughs> this game looks very interesting, though. Like, I just saw this guy, he pulled something into his hand and he ripped something out of, like, the palm of his hand and it turns into, like, a buzzsaw or something. And then this oh. Resident Evil monster just ran at him. <laughs> like, what's Oh, it's, it's, it's crazy. The the enemy designs are, are really interesting and, it, yeah, yeah. I'm, it's, I'm so curious about it. Manica so just ran at him. <laughs> <laughs> and another thing that I'm very curious about is when CDPR are finally going to stop being in the news. And now I put mm. this in the quick stories because... Like, you know, people, regular listeners to the show will know this, it's been in the news every fucking week, like the last like five or six regular episodes. And I'm do, to be honest, I'm just tired of talking about it. But <laughs> CDPR is facing a second class action lawsuit now. Uh, it's been filed in the Central District Court of California. So the saga continues. Who knows when it's finally coming? Like, what's, what's this one about? Because I'm like, I'm losing track of it now. There's so many of them. Well, this one's. By investors as well, too. Okay. So I don't know what the difference is between the two. Is it just different investors? I thought yeah. class action's meant to be everyone. I, I don't know what's happening, man. No, I think it's Sorry, just what? the same sort of lawsuit, but it's being held in a different jurisdiction. So, for example, if okay. they see them in oh, okay. the Alabama courts and it doesn't work out, they can see them in the California courts and it might work out. Oh. So I think that's... Ah, think that's they're going the old good. double penetration technique. I think you're going to say one was a PS4 Pro and then one was a PS4 model, uh, the original. <laughs> <laughs> one is for PS4 oh, now. <laughs> oh, man. They're just going to be hemorrhaging money if that happens. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Oh, what a rough release. <laughs> now, we're on to the... Uh, it's time to talk about the PS Plus games for February. We still haven't got confirmation on all of them, but we know Destruction All-Stars, a brand new title, will be coming to, to uh, as a free-to-play game for PS5 owners. So I'm pretty stoked about that. One, because I'll actually have something to play. <laughs> and hmm. two, because like I, 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 Fall Guys, I absolutely adored. That was the same kind of a thing. Rocket League, I found incredibly infuriating, but I also had a lot of fun with it. <laughs> did that with oh, that's well a too. brilliant those game. Those were both massive success stories. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic, fantastic. Can I ask you guys, you both have PlayStation subscriptions. Is it normal for them to not be able to fully disclose all of their games that they're releasing one week before they come out? Because it's fucking one week before the next month. Is that normal? How do they not know what's coming out next month? That's a good question. Well, to to, to, to be honest, I, I dare say next week they'll end up doing it. Usually it's like like during the week before or something, but mm. the ti- the timing worked out somehow that 
the Xbox games with gold are, are out and announced, but not the PS Plus games. But yeah, the Xbox games with gold for February 2021 are Gears 5, which will be available throughout the entire month of Febu- February, as well as Resident Evil, I guess the original, I guess. Mm, just as, anyway. Just Resident Dan- Evil full stop. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Dan- Dandara Trials of Fear Edition it will be available from February 16th to March 15th. Indiana Jones and the Emperor's Tomb will be available from 1st of February to the 15th of February, not to be confused with the one being developed by Machine Games right now. I was going, I was like, wow, that was fast. (laughs) Yeah, what the hell? I didn't know that there was any recent Indiana Jones game. My assumption would be that this is terrible, but that is not fair. I'm basing that off absolutely nothing. Uh, Lost Planet 2 will also be available throughout the entire month of February. Any of those titles stick out to you? It seems like another pretty sad, sad month for games with gold. Like Gears 5, fantastic, but mm. I've never heard of Dandara Trials of Fear no. or this, all this Indiana Jones game. <laughs> I thought, I was wondering if that Indiana Jones game is going to be some type of like CDI game, like, you know, Zelda, the um, Wand of Gamelon. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking of that Rambo game that came out like a few years ago where it was all on rails and looked like a bloody PS2 game. Like, I, I kind of feel it's just going to be a cash grab like that. <laughs> I'll be, I'm very curious to see how it turns out. Yeah, back in the day, they only released two two games at a time on the gold subscription. So I think what they're trying to do here is they release two big ones and they release a bunch of indie ones that they think, um, you know, are decent. But I think uh, the Indiana Jones thing is, um, I think that's deliberate. So I, want, I, I don't know if, you know, money has changed hands and Disney is encouraging them to show all the old stuff to get people hyped for the new stuff. Because it's a pretty big coincidence. I didn't oh, even know this game. 100%. I had no fucking idea this game existed. So I was like, oh, okay, this is <laughs> that's neat. Look, you hit the nail on the head. Machine Games is a Bethesda-owned studio, which mm. is now owned by Microsoft. So they're right, definitely yeah, yeah. Uh, lubing us up, re- yeah. getting ready to slip it in at a later point, that's for sure. <laughs> well, oh, okay, that makes sense. And also, if they own the property, they don't have to pay any publisher or any royalties for releasing it. So, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, they don't own the. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe they own the game, but yeah, they definitely don't own the IP. That's uh, that's all Disney, baby. Uh, I'm wondering when the next Xbox Game Studios games coming out because it's been a while since they've kind of released something, have they? Yeah, they they own mm. all the bloody studios. Yeah. Can they bloody release something for fuck's sake? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, just want, I just want them to release Morrowind again. That's all I want. <laughs> it, it already exists. No, but they'll I just, just keep giving you Skyrim. We're going to get a care. PS5 and we're going to get a next-gen Skyrim for actually, sure. It's oh, Skyrim actually, and let's do speculation time because... Um, yeah, this is actually something I want to talk about. Uh, like, I never pay... It, I don't do anything to do with games in my normal life except for um, anything to do with Elder Scrolls. So I have been paying attention to the... They did some hints online recently with where the okay. next Elder Scrolls game is going to take place. So they did it on, I think, Facebook or Twitter or some shit. Um, I don't know. I found yeah. out through some YouTube shows. So check them out. Just type in YouTube Elder Scrolls speculation. <laughs> Yeah, okay. you see. Hey, I'm gonna go with a. Like I'm gonna go with a big guess. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'm gonna so, go with a wild guess. If I'm yeah. right, I'm a genius. Yeah, Australia, 100. So uh, Australian uh, outback. Australia. Alice Springs. Next guy. <laughs> next Elder Scrolls. Yeah, all right. Okay. Uh, what about <laughs> I you? I see a dragon flying over Uluru. Okay, so Zach's, Zach's not taking this seriously. Anthony, do you like these games at all? <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I do, I do. Um, it's just like <laughs> I've got, I've got a feeling they're going to be like older type of games. And there's a game coming out next week, and I'm reviewing. It's called Cyber Shadow. So if yeah. it's kind of like that NES kind of vibe going on, I'll definitely give it a shot because I, I am in the mood for nostalgia this week. So yeah, if they're if they're anything decent, if then if they're just half baked, like just excuses of games, I'm probably not going to play it. But yeah, if oh. they're if they're anything decent, I might give them a shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it looks like the next Elder Scrolls game is going to take place in Daggerfall. Or am I getting that right? Oh, High Rock slash Daggerfall. So you know how you know how they have that race that's sort of the um the desert the de- desert dwellers and they have scimitars and they have this cool like they they have this cool sort of Arabic backdrop. Yeah. Um, so I think it's going to take mostly in that continent, but they also have candles showing oh. that it's sitting in Skyrim as well. So I reckon they're going to do, I reckon, that, and also in High Rock, which is where the Bredens come from. So I think they're going to do, I reckon they're going to make the game playable in three different regions. So I reckon mm. they're going to really, I reckon they're going to really open up the game because they still have the Skyrim properties and everyone still froths over Skyrim. And how can you not? It's a beautiful mm. looking game. It's got those, mm. it's got those cool, cool icy, icy north sort of backdrops to it. And then they're going to have the hot deserts in, um, mm. is it Dagger 4? God. Oh, I need to look this up. <laughs> this is going to drive me crazy. We, we, we don't have a lot to go on yet because all we got is a splash screen, didn't we? Yeah, the, um, E3 last year, I think it was. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not familiar with like any of the names of the different regions. I did absolutely love Skyrim, but one of my like one of the only little criticisms, I guess, is that the region does get a bit same same. You know, you mm. can only get so much snow and mountains, I guess. And yeah. to hear that they might mix it up with a few different regions, that yeah. I, I hope you're right, Lockie. That sounds well. Awesome. It makes sense because if you take a look at a giant map of all three of them, they all share a border. And it, it, there's a logic with it continuing on from Skyrim because there's all sorts of global conflicts going on in Skyrim that actually don't wrap up in the game. So you've got the High Elves that have come in and they're, they're from the... They call themselves the Old Mary Dominion and they're kind of like um, elf Nazis. They're coming in and they're trying to sort of genocide all the other races because they're not magical enough or some shit. And um, seriously, that's the alt-right it. elves, eh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they are. They're the alt-right elves. But then, but then, but then the um, but then the marching on the capital. But then the Skyrim locals, the Nords, they're no fucking better. They're also white power as well because they're like our race is the best, and we and we don't like dark elves and shit like that. Like, so everyone's terrible. Skyrim's such a great game because everyone's terrible. It doesn't matter who you side with. It seems like the Imperials are, even though they're kind of the militant Romans, they're kind of the best of what you can get because at least, even though they take slaves, at least they see everyone as having value and worth to some degree. But they're the slave traders. (laughs) So, like, everyone is fucking awful. Yeah, so you've still got that backdrop going on, but I think they're going to move the plot, you know, a century or so forward, and it's going to take place in the continent and the fallout of all the shit that happens in skyrim and then how that spreads out mm. now where is this fucking sorry i i gotta look this up i'm not gonna talk for a second in terms of um visual design like i i come from the the principle of like i prefer art style over graphics any day so if, if mm. they can have a lot more variety in the graphics that'll be really good too because mm. on on our podcast last week i was talking about we we're talking about games that were like really just dis- disappointing beside like um and had like a lot of hype around them 
And the mm. one about the one I talked about was actually Devil May Cry two. Not not the reboot that, you know, with emo Dante and stuff, but just Devil May Cry two on PS two. And what that game really suffered from is because it had like kind of copy paste textures everywhere. And you mm. kind of it, it does gonna give you a headache in a way because you're like, I've seen this design before and it's just constant like you, it's a very drab kind of texture and you're seeing it over and over kind of thing and you're kind of going, Well, oh. haven't I been here before? I totally agree. It's it's like the difference between playing a Ubisoft open world and a and a Rockstar open world. Mm. Is, is, I feel like in Ubisoft you'll start yeah. seeing the same thing in every in every city. Yeah. 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 Okay. No, I found I found out how embarrassing. Yeah. How embarrassing is this? So it's Hammerfell and Daggerfall is the game that came out the Elder Scrolls Two where it takes place in Hammerfell. So that's where I got my wires crossed. <laughs> I'm very sorry. A lot of people, a lot that's of purists, right. is gonna fucking hate me. And it's the Red Guards of Hammerfell. So they're sort of like this Arabic slash African sort of race where they're desert dwellers and they. Yeah, and they've got their own politics going on. So you, I reckon you're going to be dealing with the political intrigue there and the fallout of what happens in Skyrim. And I am really fucking okay. excited that, about that because environmentally, you've got deserts, you've got the cold north, and then you have High Rock, which is this weird sort of mountainous area where it's it's going to be really bleak and, and shitty looking. So I think that's why they they're going to make sure that they keep Skyrim in there because you are going to be you're going to be getting a lot of dry arid sort of rock lands with absolutely no variety. <laughs> so do do the Skyrim games, oh sorry, do the Elder yeah. Scrolls games um do they share a continuity like yeah. there is oh okay, okay, okay they do. They share a they share a loose continuity. So basically this this game, Elder Scrolls, has like this enormous lore and history to it, and basically these games usually happen at least a couple of centuries apart from each other. So you know they they'll yep. skip for they'll jump forward a couple of centuries from the fallout of what happens in the early ones. So I started playing from number three in Morrowind, and basically in Morrowind, like uh, a, you kill a fucking god at the end that that um, and it causes mm. a lot of and it causes this enormous fallout there. Uh, I think you kind of kill a god every game and then you have to deal... And then it sort of skips forward because <laughs> because everyone's fucked for quite a while because it just causes all this disruption and usually war breaks out and then the next game focuses on, okay, who basically won that war? Who's who's trying? Who's the most dominant sort of group in the, in the world at this point in time? So at the moment, yeah, you've got... You've got your Imperials, which are sort of your Roman race, and they're they they've been significant. They're a shadow of their former self because of all the shit that happened in yep. Oblivion, number four, and then that's where the old Mary Dominion, which is the High Elves, they sort of came came and started taking control in number five, and that's where they're causing all that shit in Skyrim. So I think it's going to then move upwards into the into the Western continents from there. Um, where I mean, you know, who knows what ha- what's going to happen? Whether the story's going to focus more on just what happens in Hammerfell and their politics, or if it's going to be a lot more nebulous about you know what's going on in the entire world at the moment. I don't know, and but I'm excited about it. And I love the I love the game. I love the way that they've designed their world, where they have endless possibilities for expansions, even though they did absolutely nothing with it, and they just keep releasing DLC for an online <laughs> version of the game. Um, I would sure love to see that make its way to a single single player game. My money's there, like Bethesda, please. Anyway, so they've been bought out by Microsoft. Hopefully, <laughs> Microsoft forces them to return to their roots a bit, or the, or they won't, and and we just get more online shit. Who knows? Then that's some good. That's some good law um, recognition there, man. I would not be able to remember that much. <laughs> yeah, wow, that's that was really good. This is the only. Yeah, this is the only game that I've taken any efforts to to get myself absorbed with. I love this game so much. I love the world that Elder yeah. Scrolls has built. It's great. 
I could tell. No, that's awesome, man. It's like me when I when someone asks me about Final Fantasy, I just go nuts. Oh, I love Final <laughs> Fantasy too. Final <laughs> Fantasy, yeah, yeah Final yeah. Fantasy is so good. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut this off right yeah. now before okay, we'll we go off on a massive we'll, tangent here. We'll wrap it up, but I felt like it was important to mention because a lot of people who who love this game absolutely needed to hear about that information, and everyone is speculating to high horse what's going to happen in the next one. Oh, Thank nice. you, Lockie, and we keep, we'll welcome. keep you posted. So yeah. keep listening to this podcast, and we'll let you know as soon as some more news for the next Elder Scrolls pops up. But for now, we're going to talk about the games that popped up over the last week, and there weren't a lot <laughs> since January. <laughs> we had Hitman 3 come to all platforms, even the Nintendo Switch via streaming, yeah. and Ride 4 came to PlayStation 5 and Xbox. Box Series X. So yeah, a game that's already been out has come to next-gen consoles. <laughs> but that'll do us for now. It's time to take a quick break and then we'll get back to it with the games that we've been playing. Anthony, you are our guest. What have you been playing, my friend? Um, I've been... Well, I just recently reviewed Hitman 3, so that's been hot on my agenda. Um, it's just... It's such a short game. Like, it's a six-hour experience. Oh, but you, There's just so much... Yeah, it's, it's short. Whoa. It's short. It's only six levels. Is it normally... Are the older games so short? Yeah, it's really short. It's literally wow, all about okay. replayability. Yeah, yeah okay. But okay. the reason I gave it... I, I gave it a 9 out of 10 on, on my wow. video. Because I just okay. liked nice. how, much, how much stuff you could do... Just in terms of like, it's the same thing. You're just killing the same people, but yeah. just just the amount. It's like a sandbox stealth game. Like yeah. that's okay. that's not even a thing, but it's just so fun because you can just try out different things. Like there's one where you have to go into this manor and you you can solve. You can either just go straight for the target. It's harder, or you can you can claim to be a detective and solve this super long detective case mm. Uh, mm. where it's about like this person that, that faked suicide and something ended up dying but that's that's no spoilers but um you could do all <laughs> through that people die in hitman oh my god yeah <laughs> <laughs> mm. oh, no. such grave details now <laughs> um, no but like if you complete that detective thing and this isn't spoilers you'll be able to meet mm. the target a lot easier like they'll have their guard down so to speak and they'll be like and she'll be like I'm just going to get some privacy or something like that and then she'll <laughs> go outside and you can just casually sneak around the corner like be all like all these armed guards are going on because they know Agent Forty Seven is going to be there, um, mm. and they're all kind of got they're all ready to shoot. But what you do is just casually just go out the window and you just siddle your way over towards her, and she'll just be facing the balcony. So what you can do is you can either just go up to her and just give her a quick tap, and she'll go flying off the thing. <laughs> but, what, but that but that's the obvious option because if you smack her off the top of the thing, it's just going to go face first, and there's going to be all the garden workers. You know, how they, in those manners, how they got like people working the garden, they got people you know mowing the lawn, and they got yeah. people doing security, all that type of stuff. Like that would be so obvious. Somebody like pushed her from the balcony. But what you can do instead of doing that is you could throw a knife into her back. She'll fall backwards, <laughs> and you can quickly drag her body into like a chest. And then you can just casually just walk out of the manor like nothing happened. Lovely. Like, See ya. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. There you go. That's that's how yeah. you kill someone apparently. Yeah. That's Hitman in a nutshell too. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that is nothing like Assassin's Creed, which is also meant to be a stealth game. Um, the way you kill people is you stab them in their fucking face over and over and over <laughs> again, really loudly in front of five hundred people. It doesn't matter. You just stab them right in the face. Then you keep going. Just go for it. Yeah. That's assassinating. Yeah, as long as they're facing apparently. the opposite direction. Yeah. Oh, good. No one can hear that stabbing. It's fine. <laughs> I love uh, that. That's that's good. That it is a proper stealth. 
Yeah, like it's proper. Like the AI is dumbed down a little bit because the, some of the stuff you have to pull off is ridiculous. Like yeah. there's one where you have to. You don't have to do this, but there's part where you can like inject someone with a syringe, like an anesthetic, wait mm. for it to slowly kind of go off, and then you go for the next target kind of thing. So it it is a lot of like laying low and waiting kind of thing. Mm. So if you're not into that, if you're like just about go 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 action, you're gonna get mowed down because Hitman can't take many bullets. So it's a very mm. much about like staying uh, low profile. Yeah. yeah, and that was the thing for me. I kind of like the the I've, you know I've been conditioned by Assassin's Creed to be used to the very generous detection meter, yeah, uh, and be able to get away with all kinds of bullshit. Yeah. Uh, mm. So this was one for me that I was you know looking at very skeptically. Like I've tried Hitman Two, and mm. I and as I could recognize what a great game it was, but just those full on stealth games are a bit too much for me. I like the option to be able to go guns blazing if I wish to. Uh, but surprisingly, I decided to pick this one up. Hmm. I think based on the fact that there's nothing coming out at the moment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a bit of a drought. The best reason to buy a game. <laughs> <laughs> I picked up the PS5 version of nice. this. Hmm. Uh, it's the yeah the most recent in the series by IO Interactive, and the most and the first game that they've I believe it's self published because they yeah. somehow managed to get the IP back from Square, Square Enix. Enix. I yeah. don't. I don't know how they worked that magic to be able to just be like, yeah, we're going to leave you, take the IP with us. Yeah, and we're going to publish it ourselves. So. Yeah, that's confidence and a half, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 100%. And, and I've been very surprised with how much I've been enjoying this. And look, I, I have been frustrated in some situations. Yeah, I like, I, I, I played through that mana level that you're referring to. Yeah. And, I, you know, it, it, it doesn't give you a lot of guidance in what you're supposed yep. to do. Like, if you do follow the story, it, it sort of gives you, like, hints, like, tells you what you're supposed to do and to who, but you're still got to figure out the way to do it and so i'd miss all the opportunities that the game was giving me to do the things i needed to do such as you know take out the detective so i could you know be the detective and ask everyone all the questions yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I end up fucking up not doing it at the, the the perfect moment that it would have been to do it having to follow him out into the garden i thought i was all clear gave him the old neck snap and then some gardener starts screaming and running away and oh geez i decided i bumped it down to casual though which luckily with casual if you run off and hide you can get away with a lot of stuff yeah. so, and I found I've, I've had a lot more fun playing it in that way yeah. but there's just been so much random shit like I completed that level and I legitimately did not know how I sat down with the old lady, managed to get the stuff I needed from her. Yeah. Uh, I missed that perfect opportunity that you mentioned where she walks out onto the balcony, this perfect moment where no one's looking that I could have seized the opportunity and I just stood there like an idiot going, what am I supposed to do? I should go home and, now. Yeah, that was the only opportunity and she just, after that, she wanders around the house and oh, you, with, no. with an armed garden, you cannot get to her. So there, there was like this random laboratory uh, kit out in the greenhouse and mm. i'd been there before and it says you need a wrench to fix it and i'm like maybe i can make a poison and poison the old the old lady yeah because i did <laughs> find a few poison things but i didn't know how to actually use the poison in that level i did in the other yeah. level the the one with the nightclub in germany or else yeah i, I don't oh, tell to do it there but in this one i was like what am i doing <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah, yeah yeah and literally all it is is you just got to go up to the drink that she drinks and drop it in there but oh, okay. there's people around watching and it's an illegal action so yeah. if you get caught doing that and I, I think i found out later on that if you dress as a waiter you can actually get away with it um oh. but when I, I repaired this thing and then i just kept playing the game trying to figure out how i was going to kill her yeah and then I, the, the screen little thing pops up in the corner of the screen showing her just dying in front of this drink and I was I was just scratching my head thinking what did I do how did, how did, she, how did she die I didn't poison it I she went, died of old age 
You you oh, waited. Yeah, hey, you took so long. Sick of waiting. You took, you took so long that she just died of natural causes. <laughs> I guess anyone's a hitman if that's the case. <laughs> oh, oh, if only, if only. Yeah. I think what it was is, is if you read the subtext in the game, and there is a lot of it. There's a lot yep. of stuff you can find to give you more there's context to what you're doing. A lot of stuff. Yeah. I think what happened was when I fixed that kit, that a, a different character in that mansion then did the poisoning so i just sort of assisted oh. her oh, sorry Oops, spoilers oh no no, <laughs> I no, no that's that i have no idea yeah no, i'm gonna try yeah, it out now. so <laughs> like the next day i'm like fuck that's how i did it okay cool so yeah and it's and and as you said before the amount of options that it gives you are just absolutely ridiculous the first level after playing through that i thought oh that you know that was a bit smaller than what i was expecting mm. and then you get to the end and it shows you in this window all the different things that you could have done yeah and i was like wow it's I like six like lot. panels of just straight windows of just stuff you could do it's ridiculous oh, yeah it's crazy wow. it reminds me of uh, i don't know if you played detroit become human but you'll finish a level and you'll see all yeah. the different branching off options you were like oh okay, okay i've just sort of too. scratched the surface yeah. Here. I haven't really gotten to it. So yeah, I could see what you mean. Like it could it's one of those experiences. It could be over in like a matter of hours if you yeah, want you to. Especially if you're sitting, playing like casual. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. big time. But yeah. to I think that to do that, you'd be doing yourself a massive detriment because there is so yep. much interesting, funny and quirky shit and just like great stuff to do. Um, and that, that level you mentioned where you, you have the sort of, uh, the, the clubhouse and all that with the dance club and the, the, there's agents that you have to take out. Yeah. That was so much fun. There's so many cool and interesting ways to figure out how to take people down. That's it. Um, I managed to get a few of them before I finally got caught, but it's, it's, it's almost in a way kind of like a puzzle game. Like you're given yeah. all these tools it's a movie in order puzzle, to so take... To Exactly. Yeah. All these tools to take down your targets and you have to figure out how they're supposed to all come together in order to achieve what you're trying to achieve. Oh my god, like Zelda Majora's Mask. <laughs> <laughs> are you are you telling me this is the, I see what you mean. Yeah, are you telling me that this is the spiritual successor to Zelda Majora's Mask? <laughs> Hitman uh, three, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> all right, I'm That's on exactly board. what I'm saying. You can take I'm that to the bank, the the go host of Tsushima. The reason I couldn't uh, probably give it a higher score is for two reasons. One, I didn't think the the story itself was the best. Like, I had a good conclusion and stuff, but I don't hmm. think it was the. There could have been a bit more to it. It was just felt like it was over very quickly. And the other reason is what you mentioned that like there's not a lot of subtext. That was the biggest thing. But I forgot to mention in the review, I had it written written ready to go, but I forgot to include it in the extra review. And I've watched it later and I've gone, Oh crap. <laughs> Completely <laughs> forgot to put it in. But yeah, it's um it, it does get a bit frustrating at parts. Like I was mentioning that dance club. Uh, area there was a part where i just kept getting seen and i didn't know who was seeing me and that was mm. really frustrating like it took me a while to complete that level just to get like mm. any semblance of um progression going um mm. but yeah once once you get into the groove of things it starts to become really fun at the start it's a bit overwhelming because there's just so many things you could do and you're like well how does this thing connect with this thing and like if i set option a off what happens to option b kind of thing but once you understand how the mechanics work and stuff it's a lot better um mm. but in terms of just going out guns are blazing in the first mission i did do that to an extent once i killed the targets i quickly shot some of the, the guards and i think because everyone's in a panic they start running and they, they're wondering who's shooting. They're trying to figure out who it is. But by the time they figured out who it is, you, you're already kind of like long gone from that area, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So it's good to it's good to use the gunplay in like in groups of two to three, especially if they aren't aware, so to speak. Yeah. Okay, nice. Yeah, I'm, 
I'm, I'm down to get back to more of it. I'm, I'm super surprised that I'm this interested in this game. I, yeah. I'm, I'm, and I'm glad I... Because <laughs> from the start, I, I wasn't sure if I was going to continue with it. I played those first couple of levels, especially after finishing that level without knowing how. I'm just like, what What the fuck? Like, like, what, what am I, I doing? Yeah. What is this? Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I found that if I took my time with it and, and you know, I've got all the time in the world right now with my broken foot, uh, yeah, I could have a lot of fun. Uh, one thing I really want to get your opinion on... What do you think of the voice actor behind the titular Agent 47? Oh, David, um, oh, what's his name? David, is it Boseman? Ba- Bateman, that's the one. I, I think Bose- it's, I think it's called Bateman. he's selling his... He's, Boseman. He, he, he's a president of the Boseman Audio Headphones Company. <gasps> is he? No. <laughs> no, oh. no, 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 I had no idea. I was like, what? No, no, I just don't You had me yeah, going there. I was like, what? <laughs> what, what, did you, what did you think of the direction with the voice acting? I thought it was quite good. Um, okay. He, he, okay. Has, uh, he has a very kind of like cold, calculating voice, which mm. is kind of very appropriate for a hitman. What do you think? Oh, okay. Yeah, I was on the exact opposite. I was okay. like, they've just gone way too far with it like he kind of sounds like they've got a 70 year old man to do the voice acting and put like put on this really deep voice and i don't know it's it's one of those things that just doesn't match the face for me but yeah it's, yeah, it's you know games are subjective and it's not it's not going to work the same for everybody but yeah i'm kind of i don't know like i'll I love The Witcher 3, one of my favourite games of all time, but, yeah. you know, Geralt's voice did great on me a little bit, and <laughs> Cyberpunk 2077, the main character, the male v. voice acting for it was so grating for me, just the whole, you know, the, 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 the same sort of thing, that kind of gruff, manly-sounding voice, uh, but yeah, I don't know, it's- yeah, the Hitman 3 one just felt really really put on to me it felt mm. like somebody doing a voice rather than like how that character would naturally like, be in the world broody. but this is coming from yeah. someone who has no experience with hitman at all uh so yeah yeah no nah, but it's i find it hard to judge like what in my reviews one of the things i find hardest to judge is the voice acting and the, mm. the difficulty i find it really hard to say is this game difficult because just like with the voice acting if if i find a game difficult and you go hold on i bet that in like one sitting and it took you four times as long it's like oh what's mm. going on here kind of thing so I think there is like an element of like, oh, I have preferences in certain things. Like I have a preference how I want this voice actor to sound like. Oh, shit. That's a shame. David Bateson. <laughs> David ba- I'm just looking it up now. He kind of looks like Voldemort. <laughs> it's an unfortunate headshot. <laughs> yeah, it's an unfortunate headshot. It's using white to wash him out completely, but he kind of looks like Voldemort. <laughs> Oh, oh, give so that good. a Google, audio oh, yeah, listeners, no, if you want to know like what the, the I like his voice, ma- voice acting. I think he's all right. Um, I mean, you know, for uh, just for a generic hitman, I mean, I can't really. He, he's he's no Alexios. Yeah, he's no yeah, Alexios. Nah, nah, nah. That's all. I... <laughs> the bar has been lo- so low for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. For me personally, it was it was a little bit jarring, but I guess I, I'm not re- I'm not playing it for the story anyway. No, uh, I don't give a shit about any of the characters <laughs> in this game. I don't really have a clue what's going on. All I know is they're putting me in this really awesome really high realized environments that are super reactive to what you're doing and it's just a it's it's mm. so, it's so much fun it's so mm. cool i can't wait to see what else the game has to offer so how many levels are there in total is it six, six? including that first tower level uh yeah it's either six or seven one of the two okay yeah. okay yeah look i think i'd, I'd be uh, yeah i'd be very happy seeing all the stuff i, I want to replay these levels mm. yeah same same i think i replayed all of them twice yeah Okay, yeah. nice. And did you play casual or did you play it on the high? Ah, uh, professional. Yeah. Okay, If nice. I played on hard, I would not be able to finish in time for a review. 
<laughs> I tried and went, no, nope, that, nope, stop this. Yeah, yeah I, I couldn't do professional, man. So, yeah, <laughs> all, all power to you. No, no, so one, one of the things I really appreciate too, and I think uh, anyone who, who played the previous Hitman games would already be familiar with this, is just the sheer amount of NPCs they can have on screen at mm. once is insane. That Especially that dance club uh, uh, level, that really, yeah. that was really impressive when you walk through the dance floor. It felt like an actual crowded yeah. dance floor. Like even in Cyberpunk, you go to a nightclub and it just doesn't feel like the... It doesn't feel like a crowded nightclub, but this really, they really pulled it off here. I was very impressed by that. And if you play it in VR, I don't know if you've seen the VR footage. I didn't get the chance to play it, but I did see some other reviewers do it. It took so jank. Oh, <laughs> really? Like the shooting, it's like you're trying to move. It's like trying to play Time Crisis, but the calibration's off or something. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just yeah. so bad. That's a deep cut. The PS1 owners back in the day. I know exactly what you're talking about. Like having to point at the screen and calibrate. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I didn't do you're that. You're aiming so far to the left and it just shoots. Yeah, it shoots dead center. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, love it. I love it. It's, 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 that's, what, what you're yeah. saying there, Anthony, is such a testament to how you got to take gameplay trailers at face value. Yeah. Because I watched the VR trailer, you know, so you show you him <laughs> tapping him on the shoulder and it turns around and he punches him. It just looks perfect. Like it's silky immaculate. smooth. Yeah, yeah. And then you play it and, yeah, it's completely <laughs> it's like, the opposite. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. But no, Hitman 3, just, just play it without the VR and you probably won't give yourself a headache at the same time. <laughs> Yeah, and go check out Anthony's video review on it. It's bloody fantastic. I had a great time watching it. Oh, thank you, thank you. Tell me if you like it, tell me if you don't. I actually really like looking at criticism, especially if they leave constructive criticism. If it's just like, nah, this is crap, or I don't like this, I'm just going to disregard it straight away. But Yeah, I love it, I love it. You know, and then having guests on, like it, like you see, it, games are subjective, and it's all about the conversation. You know, we, we didn't agree on the, on the uh, voice acting, but I can totally see where you're coming from and yeah that's what this is all about it's all about the discussion that's it well i think we can all agree the guy looks like voldemort so that's the comment yeah 100 4 thousand percent there (laughs) i need to see this before i go look it up doing that to this poor man i'm not gonna slam this gentleman i've already shit on his voice acting i think i better not (laughs) shit on his face as well It's 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 oh, unfortunate does. Does. lighting. I'm gonna give him. I'm I'm gonna protect him there and say it's very unfortunate lighting. It's not fair. I think they've got his face and they put some type of grayscale filter on yeah. it or something like yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's made it's him fun. look even lighter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, Lockie, maybe you can make me feel fortunate by telling mm. me about what you've been playing. Uh, make you feel fortunate. What a weirdly worded sentence um i don't man i'm trying to do segues here what do you want from me they don't have to make sense (laughs) okay all right then um okay so i'll make you feel fortunate by um (laughs) understanding the game that i've been playing this week yeah so i've been playing a game that's um a little bit older. So this one came out, God, in 2014. So uh, I'll tell you okay. the story about how I came across this game. So um, Steam tells me to play certain games based on recommendations, and I follow what Steam says because I play literally everything at this point. And so I, I need those systems to make recommendations and say, okay, you're really into um, obscure 
shitty anime dungeon games. So you'll love. <laughs> so you'll love all the. I've ru- it's that goddamn game, Combat Infinite, has ruined my suggestions. Infinite thing. Every combat. every second game is this pointless, you know, cash grab anime game that should not be a thing. <laughs> so but just anyway. really quickly, Anthony, yeah. for context, what he's talking about, and, yeah. and for listeners who haven't heard it, Lockie reviewed a game last year called "Is It Wrong to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon?" Oh, I've heard Infinite of that game. <laughs> yeah, I don't know much about it though. Yeah, and yeah, it was about as bad it. as what you probably expect. <laughs> don't, don't play it. It's the People game that right keeps now. on giving. It's like how Netflix works, where if you watch a really shitty show, but you misclick and you accidentally like it, it's going to send you terrible suggestions that you hate for the rest of your life. <laughs> so that's what Steam is basically doing with me. But this time round, it's because I played this game yonkers ago. I played this game ages ago, and it said that um, basically this game that came out in 2014 has some upcoming DLC. And it's really meaty DLC. Now, this game, you can get it for 10 bucks, 5 bucks on sale, um, because it came out in 2014. But the DLC, I think they're charging around 40 So it is a full-on yep. expansion that they're releasing in this game. Six years, or oh, seven, actually. We're 2021. Jesus. Yeah, so basically they have this big-ass sale where you can get the base game and all the DLC that, were, that came out at the initial time. Um, and this new expansion comes out in March. Sort of just went off like a robot then. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm talking about the game The Binding of Isaac Rebirth. So this is a game... mm -hmm. Yeah, this is an old, old game, and it was huge when it came out. It was very popular. It came out on every console uh, at the time, and I think it's even got a Switch version now, so... Anything that came out a billion years ago and then got ported to the Switch two years back means that it had to be decent. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, some of some, yeah, if it gets a port, usually that means it's pretty good. I don't know why Switch has so many shitty games that you can buy on their online store, but when you get an old game that's ported, that, that means something. Okay, and just quickly for people who don't know, this this game wasn't developed by a studio, which is mm. it's so weird to like look up a game and see like just some names listed as the developers. It was developed by two people, Edmund McMillan and Florian Himsel. Hmm. Florian, now that is a, a sexy name. Florian. <laughs> oh my god, what is that from? <laughs> I think they had like a character that was like a throwaway character in the game of thrones books called florian he was like meant to be this mythical poncy bard type oh i'm florian and i'm going around i'm a gallant knight and i'm saving people with the gift of song florian um so yeah it's basically a dandelion from the yeah yeah exactly a dandelion type character yeah no we're shitting on the this guy's name who's made this brilliant game that i absolutely love so this game is absolutely (laughs) fantastic you the the game is a 2d dungeon delving sides or sort of side scroller sort of think of Zelda, when you're in dungeons, like Zelda on the Game Boy mm. Color or Game Boy Advance in your dungeons. Um, but basically, it's sort of a bullet hell type game where you're fighting with upgradable bullet type weapons. You've got hundreds, and I'm saying absolutely hundreds of customizer, uh, customizable options where very much um, with the roguelike, uh, 
you will appear in a randomly generated dungeon and you'll keep delving through, going through multiple bosses and enemies and eventually get to the end. Hopefully you've got a good run and you have nice, powerful character with all these insane fuck-off upgrades and they do have a lot of insane fuck-off upgrades where it just, as soon as you get this upgrade, it breaks the game. Like, you start off uh the the story is is the story is grim the story is is very basic and but incredibly grim where basically you're this child they they give you this little cutscene at the beginning of the games um where you're this child that has been uh locked away by your abusive religious mother and she's gone crazy she thinks that uh god is telling her to do these horrible things to the child and then um mm. uh what what launches the game is that a god has told her to kill the child and the child finds a secret dungeon um or a secret path in the room that he's locked in and he goes into the dungeon and the and and this child basically mm. descends into the depths of hell to um fighting demons with his tears uh <laughs> to <laughs> whatever reason and then he gets to Anime. the very bottom exactly it's crazy he gets to the bottom of hell and he fights his mother in this horrific demonic form so the style of this game it's 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 very cartoony but incredibly graphic in this horrific grotesque hell element um which you wouldn't expect from the game so you've got this weird juxtaposition of this crying young child being your main protagonist descending into hell having all of these horrific grotesque um things done to him and body transformations to make him stronger and able to eventually fight his mother it's just Hmm. insane it's the craziest fucking premise and it's just this basic it's just a very simple simple dungeon delving um roguelike so like yeah i I gotta say um if you're into any of those types of games if any of those words tickle your fancy this is definitely a cream of the crop type of game it will have you going what the fuck endlessly and it has and it has a little bit of lore to it where you're probably going to want to read about it afterwards because they don't they don't spoon feed you everything about what's going on uh, it's a very confusing game now have either of you played this game no but i'm i'm watching a bit of it now like cuz yeah. i know a lot of people have talked about it but based on that premise i'm wondering if it has a more crazy premise than um i don't know if you guys have played conquer's bad fur day I love Conker's Bad Fur Day. Oh my god, I fucking yeah. love Conker's Bad Fur Day. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Would you yeah. say th- this has a more crazy premise or that? Oh, no, well, Conker's Bad Fur Day for its time. Let's all right. Let's take a all right. Everyone, pull up a seat. We're going. We're going back in time. All the younguns cannot relate. This is somebody. Yeah, th- this is for everyone that was a child um, and had a Nintendo sixty four. Conker's Bad Fur Day for its time was the most offensive, insanely rude. Um, dirtiest yep. thing. It had sw- everyone was swearing in it for, and it was funny as hell. <laughs> you fight a giant, um, sentient pe- pile of shit in a mountain. He holds toilet <laughs> yep. paper at you. Uh, no, he holds shit at you, and you have to hold toilet paper at him to defeat him. It's crazy, and the game has so many references to all of these fun movies. Like it, it, it just turns into the Matrix at one point and then Alien later on. It's just insane. So, so <laughs> Anthony, what do you I want me to say? Off, is, but... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I guess I'm going to have to give it to Congress Man Day because that has <laughs> that has everything in it. And and the game in the gameplay style, the game itself is like a a, a 3D adventure sort of platformer game. Um, but then yep. it then it has a built-in um, gunfighting FPS game inside it, and then endless. Yeah. It just goes in. It has so every good. genre under the sun. It's such a good game. 
Yeah. This would have um, a wild tangent there, but it's so worth it. No, I am so I am so grateful you brought that up. I'm now just thinking about how fucking funny that game was. There, there is okay, so uh, there's this other thing, Zach, I gotta tell you. There's this there's a flower, right? So in order in order to get to in order to get to this area to progress from the, the zone that you're in, there's this flower who has enormous tits and she's very shy. And so she's using her two leaves to cover to cover her enormous tits. And you have to help this bee, this really seedy ass bee. He wants to pollinate oh. her, and so he and so, oh. and so and so you have to successfully tickle her so that she so that she reveals her tits, and the Jesus bee gives you money. Christ. And that's Jesus, this does not hold up I, in 2021. Was the bee's no. name Harvey Weinstein? Yeah, or that what? was a game marketed for children. It was an MA15, but it was like yeah. you know every kid under the sun oh, wow. had to get this game. They knew what they were getting. Yeah. You had to lie to your parents yeah. to go. Oh no, it's not that bad. Uh, it's bad. <laughs> it was so good. Such a good game. Okay, and you're saying that that oh. Barney of Isaac isn't that bad. Right? No, Barney. No, when yeah. you when you when you pull out Conquest Bad Fur Day, it's not that bad. It's fucked up. It is incredibly fucked up, and its art style is is it's so grotesque and hellish. It's um yeah, you're you're mm. getting you're getting some crazy shit in that. But I guess I guess it's more consistent than Conquest Bad Fur Day, which is just it throw gives you everything. <laughs> Mm. Well, I, I have a funny sort of uh, relationship with this game because my my first sort of hearing about this, I used to listen to IGN's Game Scoop podcast, and there was one host on there who I always disagreed with all of his opinions, and he would not shut the fuck up <laughs> about this game. Every week, all he'd say is, "I've been playing Binding of Isaac." I'm like, "Man, you got a video game show? Play something, something else. else." Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm so sick of hearing about. Sorry, I should. I should oh have yeah, you should start it off with that, dude, Zach. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we would have avoided a lot of this. No, no, it's a good game. You should. It, it is worth your attention, especially if you haven't seen it. Mm. Um, and it's on sale now on Steam. Yeah, well, back back then, Lockie, I had not played any roguelikes, right? And I had not played or any that I'd really uh, gotten attached to. Mm. But since a little old game from last year named Hades, which I mm. absolutely adored, the thought yeah. of jumping into Binding of Isaac all of a sudden sounds a little bit more appealing. I've got mm. to get over my prejudice against this game, I think, and <laughs> pick it the fuck up. And I'm thinking well, Nintendo Switch, if it's available on there, I think that'll be the perfect mm. place to play. All right. Well, here's what so I'm going to say to you immediately, Zach. You can't compare it to Hades because Hades is perfection in gameplay mechanics because okay. Hades feels beautifully fluid and smooth in everything. This game's janky as fuck. Mm. Like it oh. is, it is a it is a headache in game mechanics, but it's fun to play. So that, that's the that's the only thing that I say. Yeah, if you're gonna if you yeah. need something that's beautifully fluid, um, it get it. Yeah, I don't think this is a fluid game, but there's enough there for you to have a good time. Nice. Okay, alrighty, I'll maybe yeah, so I'll that, check that it out. I'll, yeah, I'll that wait till the... just get Conquest Bad Fur Day. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, what what brought you? What brought? What came across your mind to think of Conquest Bad Fur Day? I just have to know. <laughs> no, because you're like, it's a really messed up concept. And I was like, is yeah. it as messed up as this? <laughs> you're right. You're Yeah, you're I'm absolutely so right. You you pulled out the perfect game with just unbridled insanity, having everything thrown at it. Yeah. Oh, I cheers. can't think of anything crazier <laughs> than Conkers. <laughs> man, I'm surprised that game exists, man. Because if they tried yeah. to pull something like that today, it would just not fly at all. <sighs> Oh yeah, no, no way. it's it's way too offensive by today's standards. So yeah, it, it's <laughs> yeah. 
Hey, what did I say before? It doesn't hold up in 2021. Yes, no, sure. no, but that's the thing is that it, it, it appeals to a certain, it, look, it appeals to a certain uh, people from a certain time. And like, there is a lot there that's great. And if you're able to get past some of the more offensive stuff, like you've got an amazing game on your hands. It's like it's not just a, it's not just a, it's not just offensive. It is offensive for offensive sake, but it's also a really good game. And usually those two mm. things don't go together so perfectly. No. <laughs> Alrighty, well, something that can be quite offensive to people is review scores. Do you have a review score for Binding of Isaac, Lockie? Um, look, I'd give that... Oh, I'd give that game probably... Um, oh, solid 8.5 out of 10. Because, um, as, as you say, unfortunately, Hades exists now. And Hades has really set the gold standard for what those types of games can be in their absolute best version. So, like, yeah, not quite Hades level in terms of the gameplay. But in terms of just being a, a goddamn good... Um, uh, roguelike dungeon crawl yeah i fucking love it and especially if you like bullet nice. hell games yeah it's one you got to pick up yeah i may check it out now something that regular listeners of the show will know is that i do not buy any activision games at all i refuse to give them any of my money because they suck mm. but uh Last week, I purchased an Activision game. <laughs> oh! So why did so you violate your moral hang code? On, hang yeah, on, hang on, hang on, guys. So... Zachary's like, oh, I'm never going to give these guys money. They're disgusting business practices. And then you just pick it up over nothing. Well, hang on, <laughs> hang on. So I waited till there was a deep, deep-ass sale on Call of Duty Modern Warfare. And then I picked up a pre-owned copy for $15. So they do not see a single cent of my money. Loophole, bitches! I can still <laughs> oh, play it. okay. So I decided, because the the, 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 the the campaign, I, I used to enjoy the, the campaigns in Call of Duty. They were the, after I got bored of the multiplayer, that was all I'd do. I'd just get it, play the campaign, and then never touch it again after that. And the last one I really bothered with, I think, was Infinite Warfare. Uh, and then after that, I just could not have given two shits because it's just the same formula over and over yep. again. Yes, you, if yep. you're playing a Call of Duty game, your character's going to get knocked out and then dragged somewhere by another character. Yep. Happens about every 10 minutes because they have no idea how they're supposed to transition between scenes. <laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> so, I know what you mean, though. <laughs> it, now, my first thing I have to say on this is Activision... <laughs> What the fuck are you doing with this shit? Like, if they do not want anyone playing the story in these games, they like actively try and stop you from playing the story in these games. So I, I bought Call of Duty: Modern Warfare. That was the game that I purchased. Yeah, pop it into my PlayStation Five. Oh, what, what's what's the 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 uh, symbol that comes up in the, in oh, the no. home screen? Call of Duty Black Ops Warzone? That's not the fucking game I bought. What? <laughs> so I'm like, it's probably just that. It's, you know, I'll click on that. That's fine. You know, it goes through. It's, you know, it's Activision startup screen and all that shit. And then a cutscene plays for Call of Duty Black Ops Warzone that's unskippable. I'm like, what the fuck did I just buy? I, I thought I purchased Call of Duty buy? Modern Warfare. Why am I watching a fucking advertisement, basically, for Call of Duty Black Ops Warzone? And it's unskippable, too. They didn't make you fucking yeah, watch it. It's even worse. Oh, mate. And finally, that's over with. 
And then I've got to sit there and wait for it to connect to the online services, which apparently it couldn't do during that bloody cutscene. So I've got to sit there and wait for that, even though I'm only interested in playing the single player. No, you've got to make sure you're connected to their online services. Yeah. And then it comes up with a big old start screen. Call of Duty Black Ops Warzone. Like, what fucking game did I purchase? What is this? I don't know what's happening. Finally. Finally. After pressing the options button oh, and no. going to the, the the first menu, it comes up with a split screen where down the left is the option to purchase Call of Duty Black Ops, down the middle is Call of Duty Black Ops Warzone, and down the right-hand side at the end of them all is the game that I actually purchase holy shit do you need like a youtube guide in order to purchase the game oh. it's so complicated lucky it's not even done yet so i put <laughs> yeah. this game in a day beforehand made sure that fucking update downloaded because i knew i heard the stories and the tales of how big the update files are for call of duty games these days so i thought i'd done all my due diligence I go to start the story. It says I don't have the data. Oh. I thought the data's on the fucking disc. What did I purchase? <laughs> what did I buy? What is the thing that's in my room? I don't know. It's just oh. a fucking ticket to Activision's Call of Duty <laughs> show. It's ridiculous. So I then had to download the single-player campaign. Like, it shows you a list of all these data packs. Data packs including content for Black Ops, the game I don't even own, right? you got to look through, and it's not just like, this is the campaign. you got to look through yeah. and make sure you read through saying, oh, this includes the campaign and so-and-so. So I start downloading that. It's like... 20 something gigs so it's like i'm not playing this today yeah there's also texture packs now as well too for the playstation 5 to make things look a little bit prettier and so that was another 40 gigs on top of that so after already thinking i'd done all my due diligence it wasn't until finally like three days later that i actually got to play this game (laughs) and after all that you know it's 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 a call of duty campaign you know they they said they were going to go a bit more dark with modern warfare and it's going to be a bit more serious but it's that is dark. That is that is a grim, grim reality. <laughs> having to wait oh, three days. That's the dark like, part. Man. Having you to sift through all that stuff to find yeah. the actual game. <laughs> Basically, making you want to die at, before you play the game. So you have to go to hell while you're still alive, and then and then you can play the game. <laughs> <laughs> yes. This is Biting Isaac in real life. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> this is just this is just a perfect example of why I fucking hate Activision. Like they just they, they, they've turned this basically into the FIFA of first person shooters. They don't give a fuck about the previous year. They just want to get you moved on to that next yeah. year as soon as possible. Mm. But but don't worry, it's gonna be darker than the last one, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> look look it, it it looks really pretty. It's very visually impressive for you know it's it's already two years old now. Still very much holds up. It looks fantastic. It plays great. All of Call of Duty games do. They're always super smooth, running at like a, a, it runs at least sixty FPS. Nice. Uh, and but you know it's a typical Call of Duty story. Like I basically can't follow anything that's going on because NPCs just. Sp- spout out the plot to you as the game goes along and you're supposed to manage to keep up with all of it but they're just basically just really loose sort of excuses to take you from one place to the next to do Hmm. the next big set piece well i mean that is a game yes yeah well yeah and and like within the first hour there's a couple of pretty cool set pieces and I've, i've had a bit of fun with it but you know it's nothing to to go crazy over it's mm. your typical 
Call of Duty campaign. But hey, that is my sad, sad story of trying to play <laughs> oh. Call of Duty. It's a wonderful story. <laughs> more I, more I, I, yeah, I haven't finished it yet, <laughs> yeah. so I'll leave a review score for that one to if, if I if I can be fucked. <laughs> but I, I don't know if I'm going to care enough to to bother with it. What's, you what's know, your I'm, gut I'm reaction for a score if you could right. give it one? <laughs> uh, it's, I'm too early on. It's too okay. early on. Okay, yeah. Uh, okay, so are, you, are you higher than a two at this point? <laughs> oh, certainly. Five. Yeah, no, no, no. Certainly. It's definitely higher than a two out of Okay, you know. so all that bullshit you went through <laughs> two was Two out of a hundred. What? No. Two, oh. <laughs> so two you're saying one. all that shit that you went through <laughs> to get into the goddamn game, is is it at least worth it from that perspective? Oh, look, yeah, look, you know, I'm, I'm not one of those pe- people who... who, who cares too much if I have to download something. I'll just play something else. Mm. But I can see how it'd be super frustrating to somebody else. And just the fact that I thought I'd already downloaded everything that I needed to download, it was just a stupid, unnecessary pain in the ass. You know, it's funny that you it's funny that you describe it that way because Blizzard did this the exact same thing from um StarCraft two onwards where you thought that you had the game installed and ready to go, but then it tells you, oh, actually, no, you need to download another 50 fucking gigabytes before it's ready. Oh. Gotcha! Not ready Yuck. yet. <laughs> it's <Yuck>. fucked. <laughs> yeah, they, and they've done that ever since. So that's very much the Blizzard Activision. That sounds like it's Blizzard's influence. They they like tricking you into thinking you got the game and then telling you last minute, you don't really have the game. No, it's not ready. Yeah. I had a similar experience with that, actually. I got a review code for one of the games, which I will not mention because they'll hate me for saying it. Oh. But um, halfway <laughs> yeah. through the game, it just stopped. It just stopped the game and it booted me back to the PS4 screen and said, update 30 gigs le- remaining. <laughs> yeah. What is going yeah. on? Yeah, oh, yeah, they no. do that. They, they don't bank on you for to play it for more than 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for bringing that up, Anthony. Is there something that I forgot to mention? And yeah. is that even after downloading all of this shit, and this game is two years, like nearly two years old, and has had a ton of updates. Yeah. Every single cutscene had an audio bug. About oh. fifteen seconds in, all of a sudden yeah. the audio will just start freaking out. <laughs> And then it will lose sync, so everything is just completely oh, off for no. the rest of the cutscenes. Oh, and horrible. all the actual gameplay works, but just none of the cutscenes. Like, I'm glad I downloaded this beautiful texture pack so I can watch <laughs> beautiful cuts. This oh, lip just God. flap with no audio. Oh, shocking. Oh, shocking. Right. Anyway, you mentioned, you mentioned in the uh, DMs, Anthony, that you've been playing a game that I've actually never heard of. Tell us about it. <laughs> is this, are you talking about Cyber Shadow? Yes, yes, yes. I yeah, am. no, I haven't actually played it. I will be playing on oh. release day, but I've seen a quite a bit of gameplay of it. It's kind of like, I don't know if you guys have played this very um, obscure game called Ninja Gaiden on uh, the Super yeah. Nintendo. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like that, but it's it's literally in uh, 2021. So they're kind of bringing that old school style back with kind of, I'll say slightly updated 16-bit graphics as opposed to 8. <laughs> Um, oh my god, we're getting a whole <laughs> X-ray bit. Shit. Yeah. It, yeah. So it's a. So is it a two D side scroller? Yeah. Yeah. So there's literally Holy only fuck. two buttons. Oh, it's I just either those. jump yep. and, and dash. I mean, jump and slash. Uh, sorry. And then you've got your like special abilities where you can like throw fireballs in the air from your sword and like uh, stab into the ground. It's it's a really basic mm. stuff, but it's just fun because like that formula is just so good. It's such a good formula. Yeah. Like I yeah, I, I, I always have a problem with I do have a problem with other reviewers how they'll say oh you know just uh, I can't even think of an example at the top of my head, but they'll be like, oh, you know, the se- the original's fine, but when it jumped over the sequel, there was no, like, revolutionary jump. Like, it didn't have a big, um, you know, revelation in terms of 
game mechanics or anything like that. I'm like, mm. if the formula's good as it is, why do you need mm. to have this big change to the formula? Like, if it's that good already, it's like, why do, why do they pressure the developers to change it? Uh, I mean, like, you know, uh, you and I seem to come from the same era where we played Nintendo 64, so I'm guessing you moved from mm. SNES to 64. And I think technologically, that's the biggest fucking jump ever of all mankind, yeah. moving from 2D <laughs> true, games to true. 3D games. Nothing's ever quite... You know, gotten to that level again. So I don't expect that from my games in the future anymore. If it's a good game and the game mechanics are solid, why would I fucking care how technologically advanced it needs to be? Yeah, no, it's true, it's true. Yeah, what is good is good, you know? I mean, yeah. You're 100% right, Anthony. I think, like, you know, look at something like Miles Morales. I adored that game. It's, Mm. you know, very similar gameplay to what the Spider-Man of 2018 had. But I love that. I just wanted mm. to see like a little bit of an expansion on it, and that's exactly what they, they yeah. gave us. Like you're not going, it's, it's oh, I want to be able to like do it in VR or like I don't know, <laughs> play as six different characters <laughs> and all have their own different unique abilities or something. Yeah, I want a chip yeah. installed in my brain and have yeah. it appear mentally in my in my mind. <laughs> yeah, play it while I'm sleeping or something. <laughs> yeah, my dr- yeah my Spider-Man dreams are filled dreams with edition. the games. I can only play the games in my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> That'll probably be the next big thing in about 20 years. <laughs> you play your own dreams. <laughs> oh, nice. Well, I'll have to um, I'll have to check out Cyber Shadow. When's, yeah. it, when's it coming out? When can we expect uh, it? It is coming out uh, the 26th, so two days. So I'll, I'll oh, definitely be so- leaving a review on that one, so check that out first. But oh, I do know it's going to be a very, like, hardcore game. You know how the Super Nintendo games are super hardcore mm-hmm. difficult? Just mm. just be prepared to throw a controller a lot, that's all I'm going to say. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, right. Ninja Gaiden games are fucking notorious for being impossible to play. So, yeah, if that's yep. their spiritual sort of um, ancestor, yeah. Sounds yeah. good. I think there's unlimited lives, though, which is good. Which is very oh, good. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Yeah, that's a yeah. nice little modern touch where, like, at least you can play the game. It's not a goddamn arcade where, you know, the game system's designed for you to keep <laughs> feeding coins into the slot. You know, people yeah. do want to be able to play at their own pace. Yeah. <laughs> About to beat the boss. Oh, no. Right back to the start. Sorry, mate. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Fuck you. No save points. Yeah, no. Yeah. 100%. Well, hopefully, maybe we can have a successful release with Cyber in the title. He's <laughs> <laughs> hoping. Oh. I was waiting for someone to drop a joke on that. No. <laughs> it, it was a low-hanging fruit. I, I wanted to say something, but I just couldn't think of a good way to sort of work it in. Hey, that's what I'm all about, baby. I take anything I can get. Because don't expect anything great from me. We do all the work, you get all the credit. <laughs> I, I was trying to mentally work something clever with cyber in it, but you're like, in the end, fuck it, cyber! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh man, boy. Anthony! Thanks so much for joining us, man. It's been an absolute blast, yeah, and thanks no, for no, no big surprises there because it was an absolute blast when we had Sam on back all the way back in July. I can't believe how long ago yeah. it was. Like, it's that's was it July because I remember listening to it too. It was July. Oh, yep, yeah, the episode titled "Penis Kachu." <laughs> oh, so much fun! And hey, if you're listening to this, Sam, don't you worry. We will get you back on again. And also, Dylan. We coming for you, boy. Yes, get him, please. We coming for you. Make it really awkward for him, too. (laughs) (laughs) It was funny, though, because I remember that was the first time I, like, I kind of discovered you guys. I'm like... What is this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent because when Lockie and I sat down to make this thing, we were like, we want people to hear it and go, what the fuck is this podcast? 
<laughs> no, that didn't actually happen. But yeah, I can understand how you'd have that reaction. We're, we're the show where we don't know what we are. Um, and, and we we're have podcasts. a very different, yeah, we have a very different idea of what we want to be. And so you just have that. So I guess it's, it's sort of like we're, we're a show where it conflicts. It's just constant conflict. I like that. That's very much like reminiscent of like the, like the classic, like, you know, husband and wife seventies sitcoms kind of things where they're like, I yeah. want to deal with this thing. No, I want to do that. Yeah. 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 That kind of thing. And if you want to, ch- if you want to check out the work of an actual cohesive and professional team, where can they find everything that you guys do over at the Beta Network? Oh, actually, actually, everything's on our website. So if you go to betanetwork.net, we've got like a video section, which links to our YouTube channel. We've got the podcast section, which is for our podcast and all that other stuff. And uh, yeah, go check it out. Sam did a really good job of designing it. It looks very, very sleek. That's all I'm going to say. He spent a lot of time on it and the, uh, the effort surely paid off. So yeah, definitely give it a look. Oh, bloody oath. And yeah, as I mentioned mm-hmm. earlier... Big fan of the stuff that you guys do. Like I, I, <laughs> I do not read. <laughs> oh, I do not read either. <laughs> so I, that, that purely because of that, I haven't read the articles. But I check out all your videos, and they're bloody fantastic. And they just keep getting better and better. I love it. But if you want to tell us about how news to reviews just keeps getting worse and worse, you can send your feedback to news to reviews podcast at gmail.com. Give us fucking five stars though. We'll, we'll take the negative feedback, but it has to be yeah. five stars. That's the that's the rule. Yeah. It's just how it works. We'll take you, we'll take your shitty feedback on board, but you got to give us five stars. Be as absolutely ruthless as you want in the comment. Just five stars on that on that iTunes review. One hundred percent. You can also let us know what you think at uh, all of our uh, social tubes, like uh, Facebook. Instagram and Twitter. Twitter's the best place to keep track of everything we're doing. Our Twitter handle is at News to Reviews, as that that is with a number two instead of the word two. Have mm. you got any uh, final words of wisdom for our listeners, Anthony? Yeah, I actually do because you know you, you said your News to Reviews this is News to Reviews. I just yeah. when, as soon as you said that, I thought of you know Dumber Dumber Two. They didn't spell it as two; <laughs> they spelled it as Dumber Dumber T O. Just made me just laugh internally. Sorry <laughs> to say that. That's it. We're changing the name to News to Reviews with two O's just we, to reference our, Dumb and Dumber. Our, our fucking email is, is a mess. Um, it's so confusing. <laughs> it's so confusing. I can't remember it. I can't keep track. Um, but we. But at least the show is on point. It reminds me of what the show is meant to be about. So, oh, that's right. We're gaming news and reviews. That's right. Well, I mean, see, I like to talk... I, uh, you know, I, I'll take any chance I can get to talk about Lord of the Rings, but... You know, but nice. sometimes oh, I remember. Love oh yeah, we're a- oh yeah. He's obsessed oh, awesome. with Lord of the Rings. Yeah, so oh, get on that. <laughs> Once again, it'll be the, the the consistent battle of Lockie trying to turn this into a movie podcast and me trying <laughs> yeah, to claw right. it back. Yeah, that's right. Oh. Just pull it. It's that push and pull. We're yin and yang. That's that's the the yeah. Conflict is definitely the theme of this show. <laughs> oh. Oh, and even after saying the conflict is the theme of the show, I'm going to sign off the way I always do. Because I truly believe in it that everyone out there, please look after yourselves and look after one another.
Yeah, nice. yeah. Oh, there's a there's a strong delay on your end. <laughs> I can the tell. Delay is I strong can tell. With this one. <laughs> I can tell. Every time I talk and make a joke, I have to wait one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. They, they did hear me. Yeah, this this is going to be an interesting edit. Yeah, yeah sorry. I'm curious how you're going to do this. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Blame Optus.